Hello everyone and welcome to K-pop Wine Ant. My name is Elle and I talk about K-pop, obviously, but specifically about accessibility and disability topics within K-pop fandoms. For anyone who has been following me from the beginning, please note that I am officially switching from a weekly format to a bi-weekly format since I was struggling to keep up with that. This is my second episode on the bi-weekly schedule and that will continue for the foreseeable future. In my last episode, I did a little tour of my favorites playlist for the whole episode and just rambled about my favorite songs, but I'm back with an accessibility topic for this episode. But before I get into that, since it's the beginning of October, let's talk about my favorite spooky season K-pop songs. Okay, so these are in no particular order, mainly because I have never in my life been able to rank my favorites of anything. The best I can do is give a vague top five, so that's what we're doing here. First up is Bite Me by Inhypen. It's the perfect spooky season song. Obviously, they've had the vampire thing going with their concept since the beginning, but of course, the Dark Moon album is leaning into that the most so far. We love to see it, and it's perfect for Halloween. Also, go search Inhypen Twilight Edits on TikTok, and I promise you won't regret it. Or maybe you will. Either way, I got a giggle out of it. Next up is Married to the Music by Shiny, aka the ultimate spooky season K-pop song. It's pop perfection with a music video that sits somewhere around mildly unsettling and downright creepy, which is what makes it the perfect Halloween song, of course. Though I do think it's kind of funny that the only thing that actually makes us call it a Halloween song is the music video, because the song itself actually has nothing to do with anything spooky. But either way, it's fantastic. The next song is Ring Ring by Billy. This one is mostly from a musical standpoint. It just gives off major spooky season vibes to me. It sounds like it could be playing in the background of a horror movie and genuinely has some parts in it that kind of remind me of that classic horror stringed instrumentation sound that we get from Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Not exactly like it, but more like if you played that music score on an electric guitar and layered it with a synthesizer. But yeah. The music gives off spooky vibes to me, and the music video does a little bit too. And the lyrics a bit, but mostly the actual track. Also, Billy just had a comeback, so you should go stream their new song right now, because it's awesome and because I said so. Moving on to the next one, we have Maniac by Stray Kids. I don't think this one needs much explanation. Everything from the album art to the music video, the choreography, and the song itself just gives off Halloween vibes to me. We love a song about being weird and owning it, so as I'm sure anyone who knows me can imagine, that speaks to me on a deep, spiritual level. Stray Kids really does just make music for all the people who get called weird and take that as a compliment, and I think that's beautiful. Stay weird, y'all. And for the final song in this no particular order top five, we have Thriller by B2B. Y'all, this song is a Halloween K-pop at its finest. Everything about it screams spooky season, and it is a bop. I think a lot of people who only know B2B for their ballads don't even realize that they have songs like this, but y'all, if you haven't listened to it, please do. It's wonderful, and it should be on everyone's K-pop Halloween playlist. And for a final bonus song, it's not K-pop, but if it's not on your Halloween playlist, you're doing it wrong. Because no spooky season playlist is complete without 
Calling All the Monsters from the Disney Channel show Ant Farm. It's simply iconic, and I think it's safe to say that Miss China Ann McLean is to Halloween what Mariah Carey is to Christmas. All right, so we're going to move on to the accessibility topic for today, and this is one that I've already made several videos about on my TikTok in a sort of comment reply thread that began with one of my You Might Need to Unpack Your Ableism videos. In this one, I was talking about when idols go on a hiatus for health reasons, whether that be for an injury or for their mental health, or maybe no specifics were given and they just say health reasons and leave it at that. In those videos, I was talking about the incredibly common assumption that comes particularly in situations where the idol has been injured in some way, and the general assumption is that the company has mistreated or abused them in some way, and that caused or at least did not prevent the injury. While there absolutely are situations where a company could be mistreating or abusing their idols, going on a hiatus and the mere fact that an idol is sick or injured is not in and of itself mistreatment. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Getting time off to give their body or mind time to heal is exactly what taking care of your artist looks like. A company that is not taking care of their artist and or is actively harming them mentally or physically is not going to let them take time off like that when they're sick or injured or struggling with their mental health. I went into a bit more detail and gave some examples in the videos I made, and I would highly encourage you to check those out. This was mostly just a segue into the actual topic I wanted to talk about, so you could have a bit of background on what prompted me to talk about this, which is how we as fans respond to these situations when they happen. This is something that I've seen pretty much since I became a K-pop fan, but became increasingly more aware of the longer I was a fan, and as I got into more and more groups, I started to notice a pattern in the way people talk about and post about idols who are taking time off for health reasons. Far too often, the fans will find a way to center themselves rather than the idol, the one that's actually sick or hurt. This comes in a lot of forms, and I've seen a ton of variations of it, but the one I see the most often are the ones that start popping up when that hiatus has gone on for a long time, like more than a few weeks or even a few months, or sometimes a year, or more. Now, let me start off by saying that there is nothing wrong with missing them or wanting them to be well again and back doing what they love. There is nothing wrong with that at all. The problem is what we choose to post publicly and how we choose to say it. I saw a TikTok video a few weeks ago that said something along the lines of, when an idol is on hiatus, some of y'all act like they died. And honestly, they're not wrong. I wouldn't go so far as to say that just posting I miss them is wrong. But what absolutely is taking it too far is stuff like I miss them so much and I don't know what I'll do if I don't hear something from them soon or it's been X number of days since seeing them and there's less joy in my life with every passing day or I need to hear from them or I'll lose it. In my personal opinion, any post from a fan that starts with I in regards to an idol 
who is on hiatus for health reasons has no business being posted on a public forum where that idol could potentially see it. There are some exceptions, of course, but overall, no matter how upset it makes you that your favorite idol is sick, injured, or struggling with their mental health, you need to deal with that privately. Whether that's completely on your own or in a private message with one or more friends or group chat, you can be upset and sad. Those feelings are totally normal to feel when someone you care about is sick or injured, but it's still not about you. It's about them. And the only thing you should be posting where they can see it is well wishes, encouragement, and reassurance that we, the fans, want them to take as much time as they need and that we are willing to wait as long as it takes for them to recover and or get treatment or whatever the case may be. The day that an idol comes back from a hiatus and they don't feel the need to apologize to us is the day that we will finally know peace. We know full well how much pressure these idols are under and how much they're expected to strive for not just excellence, but absolute perfection. We talk about how toxic the industry is and how we don't want them to be overworked and pushed to their limits, but then immediately feed right back into that toxicity ourselves. We know that they see what we post on Twitter and TikTok and other platforms. We know that most, if not all of them, have private accounts on most of these platforms. And what we say, even if you think they won't see it, they probably do. And it absolutely affects them. It's impossible that it doesn't. Every single idol I know of talks about how much they don't want to disappoint us. And that manifests in so many ways. One of which is them often pushing to do more than they probably should. I'm sure deciding to go on hiatus is an incredibly difficult decision for a thousand different reasons, depending on the situation. But I can only assume by the way they talk about it that part of that decision-making process involves their worry about disappointing us. So please put yourself in their shoes for a moment and think about what it looks like to them when they're taking some very needed time off to heal from an injury or recover from being sick or going through therapy or treatment for a mental health issue. Imagine going online and seeing all of your fans behaving as if they're going to die if they don't hear from you or saying these wild dramatic statements like, my crops have withered without you or whatever. Think about how that would affect you. It would only serve to amplify that already existing belief that they're disappointing us and it reinforces that toxic capitalistic mindset that we must continue to produce and be constantly available in order to have worth. Now I fully and 100% believe that people are not making these types of posts with any kind of malicious intent, but the actual impact of what you say and post holds so much more weight than your intent. You can cause harm without intending to. As I said before, it's totally normal to be sad or worried or even scared. Some companies are better than others about making sure to give updates while also maintaining the privacy of their artist. 
Also, some idols are more private than others, and I'm sure that's part of the equation too. I can only assume that how much information is shared and how frequently updates are given is a very complicated question. And it's going to vary widely from company to company and from person to person. There are so many factors at play here on a professional level, on a personal level, and even on a cultural level. What we each think is an appropriate amount of information to share is going to vary widely based on multiple different factors. And that isn't going to necessarily line up with what they think is appropriate. The bottom line here is that we as fans only see what they choose to share with us. And whatever reason either the idol themselves or the company have for not sharing certain things, We can't and shouldn't force or guilt that information out of them. So whether it's in the future or maybe it's happening right now, just please think about what you're posting and ask yourself how it would feel to read that if you were in their shoes. Try to think about the things that make you feel better when you're hurt or sick or struggling with your mental health and let that inform what you post. Make sure that the actual impact of what we're posting matches those good intentions. Well, that is all that I have for you today. If you have a spooky season K-pop song that wasn't on my list, I would love to hear it. And if you have any thoughts about today's topics, I would also love to hear those as well. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at kpopwineant, or you can email me at kpopwineant at gmail.com. My TikTok and Twitter are also where I'll present possible topics for future episodes, so if you have something you want me to talk about, or if you have questions, let me know. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.